Well, you have to hand it to the college football playoff committee. They sure know how to create a conversation. This is the Big 12 Bullets. starting to think they do this on purpose. Yes, we're talking college football playoff rankings because what else would we be talking about right after they come out? Why would they do what we expect? Why would they not be controversial? At least a little bit. That would be pointless. Their whole goal is to get us talking and we're going to fall right into that trap. And the real question that we're going to have to answer or at least discuss and find what we think is an answer. Is the Big 12 already screwed? Have they laid the groundwork to just go ahead and leave a Big 12 team out of the playoff already? Now, of course, I'm going to start with the way I should start. These don't matter that much. These, These have changed so much throughout the years when the first college football playoff ranking comes out. It's obviously always at the beginning of November. So much happens in November. Everything changes. There's no telling what will happen. But at the same time, the college football playoff committee is clearly not valuing the Big 12 very highly. We're going to start. We're just going to go through where, where the Big 12 teams are ranked in this just to kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about. Now, they do have Oklahoma State at 20, uh, 23, which I think is good for Oklahoma State and good for the conference to have you know a team like Oklahoma State that is in the rankings somewhere. Kansas State all the way up to 16 after the victory over Oklahoma and then a victory over Kansas. And then we get into the real controversy here. Undefeated Baylor. Undefeated Baylor is behind two-loss Auburn and two-loss Florida. And, of course, both of those teams have lost to top 10 teams as both of their two losses. And then behind number nine, Oklahoma, who lost to Kansas State, that Baylor, a team that Baylor dominated. Do I think Oklahoma is a better team than Baylor? Yeah. Could I make the argument that Oklahoma is a better team than Baylor? Right now, based on record and based on what they've done this season? Not really. I mean, Baylor's played a bunch of close games, and Oklahoma's blown everyone out except for the team they lost to, but they did lose to the team that uh, that Baylor beat. And so Baylor has a, a ranked win over Kansas State. You know, uh, they beat number 16 Kansas State handily, and it only gets them up to number 12 as an undefeated team. So that gives Baylor... If we're looking at a Big 12 team, a Big 12 team making the college football playoff, that gives Baylor a long road to go. Now, a little bit of encouragement for Baylor just in this in the historical sense. Oklahoma's made the playoff 3 times. They've never been ranked in the top 4 in the initial ranking. We'll stat courtesy of Blink and Riley uh, on Twitter who's a great uh just sort of stat guy. Obviously, don't follow him if you don't love OU, but he, he does provide some good stats, and I think this is actually an encouraging stat for Baylor because in 2015, remember, Oklahoma was number 15 in the initial rankings. They moved up 11 spots to make the college football playoff. 
we won't talk about what happened when they made it, but it's not unprecedented to move up a lot from this first ranking. So Baylor, if they take care of business, they might have a chance. Obviously, teams in front of them are going to lose. You're looking at LSU and Alabama play this week. However, we'll get into that a little bit. I know this is a Big 12 podcast, but that that will affect um, that will affect the playoff itself. Clemson is probably not going to lose, but then you have Georgia who's going to play LSU or Alabama, so they'll probably pick up another loss. They're going to fall out. Uh, the teams ahead of them, Florida and Auburn, they're not going to make the playoffs with two losses, and they're not going to win their conference championship, and they're probably going to have more than two losses. So you can tick those off immediately. Between Oregon and Utah, one of those teams might make it, but not both. So that's another one that you're ticking off. So you've already got Baylor up to, say, number nine. And if they beat Oklahoma, they're out. Baylor's in. You know, so you're moving Baylor all the way up to eight or seven without any extreme dominoes falling. And then you also have Penn State at number four. That is the biggest shock, I think, of this entire ranking is Penn State all the way up at number four ahead of Clemson, ahead of... Oregon ahead of Utah. Obviously, they're undefeated, so they're going to be ahead of those teams. But Penn State at number four ahead of Clemson is really surprising. I do, I, I do believe, or I, I know, Clemson has not been that impressive this year, but I'm just very surprised to see Penn State up there. So Penn State and Ohio State are going to play each other eventually. That's a loss for one of those teams. It's not going to drop them super far down, but it will provide an argument for should they be ranked ahead of an undefeated Baylor team. So there is a, a road there, a path there for Baylor. I wouldn't just totally write them off and say it's not going to happen because they started at number 12. That's not accurate. Number 12 is is not too far away. Now, Minnesota down undefeated Minnesota, PJ Fleck, row the boat. Undefeated Minnesota was, was ranked at number 17 behind two loss Kansas State, behind two loss Notre Dame, behind two loss Michigan, two loss Wisconsin, Minnesota would have to have all kinds of things fall their way. That's not going to happen. However, you know, if they win the Big Ten, then that means they would have beaten uh, Ohio State or Penn State, but everyone just sort of knows that's not going to happen, I guess. But uh, Minnesota, I think, doesn't have a chance. Baylor does have a chance. Obviously, the other team in the Big 12 with with a shot is Oklahoma. Oklahoma... Obviously, they'll need one both Oregon and Utah to have two losses. They're going to need Penn State to get blown out, say, by Ohio State or vice versa. But they'll need Penn State to probably have two losses and or just get absolutely uh, boat raced by Ohio State. I heard that term the other day. I like that. I mean, I've heard it before, but I wanted to use it. Penn State needs to get boat raced by Ohio State. LSU. So this is, this is where... W- you know, I'm going to tease this again because I don't want to get into it right now with LSU Alabama just yet. We're assuming, let's say, assume Ohio State's undefeated. Assume Clemson's undefeated. So put both of those two teams in. You got one and two. One SEC team is making it in. That's three. Now the debate is going to become, is the, the fourth team going to be the Big 12 champion Oklahoma with one loss but two wins over, say, Baylor, a highly ranked team, a win over uh, Texas, for what that's worth now, a win over ranked Oklahoma State, possibly, and a win over Iowa State. The, you know, the, Oklahoma, let's say they just go on a run like they typically have done in November, and they look like a hot team who has good quality wins, and they won their conference. 
with one loss, and that loss being on the road to a pretty good team in Kansas State. They would be competing against, let's say it's Oregon, but it could be Utah, but let's say it's Oregon, one loss Oregon, the Pac-12 champion. They would have some pretty decent wins, but their loss, uh, and their loss was in the first game of the season to Auburn, an Auburn team that is, I guess, good, but by the end of the season is going to have three, maybe four losses. Uh, so their loss is going to look pretty similar, I think, in my mind, to losing to Kansas State. Uh, theirs was a neutral site loss. So you'd have Oregon, you'd have o, you would have OU and UO up against each other. I personally think what happens in that situation, if every, all things being equal, Oregon makes it in, Oklahoma doesn't. Oklahoma's made it in three times. They haven't won a game in the college football playoff. I think that the committee, whether they say they're biased or they're not biased or whatever, I think they're going to say, let's give the Pac-12 a chance because the Big 12 has blown it, a.k.a. Oklahoma has blown it every time. And I wouldn't really have much of an argument against that point. The Pac-12 has not made it in as often, and they haven't deserved to. But uh, Oklahoma hasn't really... You know they've deserved to make it, but then they haven't proven themselves when they made it. So if you're just if it's a coin flip game, I think that's what happens. They they're gonna pick the Big Twelve or the Pac-12 team, not the Big Twelve team. Now, let's get into the complication. There are three SEC teams with a shot at making the playoff. There are two. Two of those three teams could easily make the playoff. And this is where it gets really complicated. And that complication starts this week. LSU-Alabama is basically a Big 12 game if you're Oklahoma or if you're Baylor. Obviously, you've got to take care of your own business as a player, as a coach, whatever. You're not worried about it. But if you're a fan, this is basically a Big 12 game. The way I would would say you know, Baylor and Oklahoma should be cheering in this game one, it whatever team does win, that's now your favorite team. You need that team to just win out. You need, let's just say LSU wins. They beat Alabama by two touchdowns. LSU then needs to run the table and win the SEC championship over Georgia and give Georgia two losses, knock them out. LSU then is automatically in. And then you have the argument of, do we put non- SEC champion, one loss Alabama in. And this, of course, argument goes the other way. LSU versus Alabama. Let's say Alabama wins. Just have Alabama win out. They make the playoff. Then you don't have to worry about putting Georgia in with one loss. A terrible loss to South Carolina at home. You don't have to worry about that at all. Just kick them out. You're not worried about it. Now you're just debating, does one loss LSU make it in? I think, personally, one loss LSU deserves to be in. One loss Alabama, non-SEC champion, one loss Alabama. Take the brand name Alabama off, and this is not a playoff-worthy resume. Now, again, I think that the talent on the field, the coaching, the actual team probably, definitely is a top-four team. But you're looking at resume. What have they done this year? Not what have they done in their history. What have they done last year? What have they done the year before? What have they done this year to deserve making the playoff? They have wins over Duke, a terrible team, non-ranked. New Mexico State, terrible team, not ranked. South Carolina, terrible team, not ranked. Southern Mississippi or Southern Missouri, I don't even care. Terrible team, not ranked. Ole Miss, 
horrible team, not ranked. A&M, very average at best team, not ranked. Tennessee, absolutely horrible team, not ranked. Arkansas, one of the worst teams in college football, if not the worst team in Division I. And then, let's say they lose to LSU. Then they play Mississippi State, very, very, very bad team. Then they play a team called WCU. I don't even know who WCU is. Western Carolina Catamounts. And then they would have the one win over a ranked team in Auburn. So they would have one win over a ranked team if they beat Auburn. That is not a playoff team. And yes, they've been destroying these teams. They haven't been like Baylor where Baylor's played close against some bad teams. They've been I'll use the term again, boat racing. They've been housing these teams. They've been dominating. There's not been a close game. But nobody cares when you nobody says UCF needs to be in the college football playoff if they they, you know, when they were blowing out bad teams. If you told me that this was UCF's schedule, I would say, yeah, of course UCF doesn't deserve to be in the, the college football playoff. And obviously UCF's not good this year. But the point is when they were undefeated and they were claiming to be national champions and everyone said, who have you played? If you said, if they said, oh, we played Duke and uh, uh, South Carolina and uh, Mississippi and Tennessee and we had one win over Auburn, you would say, no, that that's not a deserving resume. I, I the, To me, there is no argument for putting a one-loss Alabama team in the playoffs in the college football playoff if they're not the SEC champion. So I don't think that'll happen, but if the college football playoff committee, they, they do, they don't do what you expect and they, they will do some things that kind of surprise you and they'll take bold stands sometimes when you, you don't really expect it. I mean, I think even putting Ohio state number one over LSU, Alabama or Clemson is bold. I think putting Penn state in the top, Four is bold. So I, I I don't I don't I want so I won't just write the possibility off, but at the same time, I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think that if it came down to it, they would just go Ohio State, Clemson, LSU, Alabama, call it a day. And leave Oklahoma and Oregon and possibly even a one loss Penn State. I didn't even bring that possibility up. They'd leave them out in the cold. And and we'd be frustrated and then we'd all watch and we'd watch Alabama win the national championship again because that's what happens. I've spent a lot of time on the first college football playoff rankings, but I wanted to set the stage for what's going to happen in this month and all of the different things to be watching this month. It's a fascinating month. I love November college football. It's just crazy. There's so much going on. You're you're watching your game and you're watching these other games. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that team lost. I can't believe the Western Carolina Catamounts beat Alabama. Um, that's uh, that's my prediction. That's going to happen. Western Carolina Catamounts going to beat Alabama. Just kidding. That's a, I don't even want to get into the whole SEC playing these teams in November. That's the most annoying thing ever, but it's fine. They play their conference games earlier, whatever. The point is, a lot's going to happen in November, and you kind of have to have the stage set in your mind so you know who to be watching and who to be cheering against. So if you're a Big 12 fan or if you're just if you're Baylor, Oklahoma, the teams you're going to be cheering against, you're going to want Oregon and Utah to lose. So both of them need to lose a game or at least one of them needs to lose a game and then beat the other in the, in the you know, when they play each other. You're going to be cheering against 
whatever team, whatever the winner of LSU Alabama is, you're going to be cheering for that team the rest of the season, and you're going to be cheering against uh, the loser. So they just get two losses, and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, you're also going to be hoping that Penn State picks up a loss besides their almost inevitable loss to Ohio State. Uh, and, you know, maybe maybe Clemson messes up here or there, but I think Clemson's safe. Even if they, they mess up, they're going to go and win their conference by a lot, and they, they'll put them in. Whatever. The the real the real intrigue is Oregon, Utah. So stay up late for some, you know, Pac-12 after dark on Saturday nights. Uh, you might, might be a big Pac-12 fan. You know, one thing that, that just a little bit of an aside that's kind of funny is when we're talking about Oklahoma's resume, one of the things that a huge knock on them is has been their non-conference schedule. Oh, their non-conference teams weren't very good. Uh, you know, they, they got nothing out of playing Houston, who is just awful. Uh, UCLA, horrible team. You know, what a, what a terrible team UCLA is. Don't look now, but your UCLA Bruins are second in the Pac-12 South. Looking back at UCLA's non-conference schedule, they actually had one of the most brutal non-conference schedules in the country because they played three AP top 25 teams, not college football playoff top 25 teams. Now we have to, that's whatever. They played, uh, you know, when you looked at their schedule early in the season, you go, okay, they play Cincinnati, San Diego State, and Oklahoma. Big game against Oklahoma. The other two, they should probably win. Cincinnati's number 17. They lost by 10 to them. San Diego State is number 24. They lost by nine to them. And then Oklahoma's number nine. And, of course, they got dominated by Oklahoma. But they played three ranked teams to start the season. Not many teams do that. And then they went and they they had that crazy game against Washington State where they won 67 to 63. They lose two more. They lose to Arizona and Oregon State. And then since then, they've been on a three-game win streak. They dominated Stanford. They beat a good Arizona State team, and then they dominated Colorado last week. They got Utah this week. Utah better watch out. That might be the game. UCLA might rescue Oklahoma in a couple different ways. If they beat Utah, then you know UCLA might sneak into the top 25 by the end of the season, and uh, Utah would be out. This is This is a much bigger game than I think anyone would have thought even three weeks ago, but now you have a, a hot Chip Kelly coached UCLA team which I did not think we'd be talking about UCLA as a quote-unquote quality win for Oklahoma at the beginning of uh, by the end of the season. But actually, UCLA is not playing too bad. Uh, that's one of the crazy things about college football is the teams that you just write off and forget about, and then you, you look back and you go, wait a second, UCLA? I thought UCLA was basically Arkansas, and UCLA's won three straight games and actually might be a pretty quality win for Oklahoma by the end of the season. And uh, apparently Houston was counted as a quality win for Oklahoma because uh, they still had Derek King and, and their other players that decided to just redshirt for the rest of the season. So uh, college football is a weird, a weird business, and you, you got to pay attention to all these different teams. And and it's always funny when a team like UCLA comes back out of nowhere, and you go, yeah, yeah. Remember uh, Oklahoma's really high quality win over a really good UCLA team. Meanwhile, for the last six weeks, we've been talking about how terrible they are. So there's a lot of intrigue. The big game this weekend, transitioning to just a couple big games this weekend. First one, Oklahoma. Oh, I always mess it up when I say these two teams together. The first one, Oklahoma-Iowa State is, is a night game. That's going to be a big game. Oklahoma needs to get back in the saddle. They need a quality win over Iowa State. But, of course, Iowa State plays a lot like Kansas State. 
So Oklahoma really needs to get it together. I'm pretty confident they will. They typically, after a kind of a, a brain fart kind of loss, they really get it together and run up the next team. That that's what I hope happens. I hope this is not a close game. That say that said, there probably it probably will be. And of course, the huge game, the rivalry game, Baylor versus TCU. Now Baylor has played everybody close this season, and they've somehow remained undefeated. You know, it's better to be lucky than good. Obviously, they're pretty good, and they've had some good luck. TCU, of course, had the big win against Texas, and then they come back, and they lose to Oklahoma State. TCU, that's kind of how they've been all season, up and down, and they blow out Kansas, who's, you know, pretty decent. Then they get blown out by Iowa State. They lose a close one to Kansas State, and then they go beat Texas. Do I think TCU is going to beat Baylor? Boy, I don't know. <laughs> if I if I was betting, I think I would put a little money on TCU. 11 a.m. game, rivalry in Fort Worth. Baylor undefeated. Baylor riding high. Baylor upset about their playoff ranking, thinking too far ahead. I think I would probably put my money on TCU. Do I hope Baylor wins just for the sake of intrigue in the Big 12, for the sake of Oklahoma and Baylor being a top 10 matchup. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, the rival, the rival with nothing to play for except for maybe getting bowl eligible so they can play in the stinking cheese it bowl again. You don't want to mess with that kind of rival. Baylor looking ahead to Oklahoma next week. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think TCU is going to win this game. Don't hate me, Baylor fans. I was just fighting for you. I was just telling you how you can make the college football playoff. I think it's possible. Got to take care of business. It's going to be a tough month of November. November is championship November, they say. This is when the champions are made. So Baylor, TCU, 11 a.m., of course, Oklahoma, Baylor uh, the next weekend. And then um, Oklahoma, Iowa State. I said it right that time. I had to hesitate, though. They play uh, Saturday night. So watch those games. Watch all the other games. Tell me what games you're interested in, what teams you see falling off or maybe even jumping up. You know, we didn't even talk about teams that have the possibility of jumping up there. I don't really think there are any besides maybe Minnesota, undefeated Minnesota, or one loss Wake Forest if they somehow, uh, you know, win the ACC or something like that. But Tell me what teams you're you're looking for. Tell me what you think will happen. Utah versus Oregon. Are they, you know, is is Utah or Oregon gonna jump in there over an Oklahoma team or even an undefeated Baylor team? Who knows? There's a lot hanging in the balance. So watch those this weekend. Follow, like, subscribe, do all of those things. Please leave me a review on iTunes. I like the reviews I have, but I always want more. Uh, so if you give me a little five stars and, and tell people why they should listen, that'd be great. Share this episode with friends and uh, we'll talk to you next week on the Big 12 Bullets. Can't